It's the H-Dog Pod with your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Hey, welcome to episode 34, the Shaquille O'Neal edition of the podcast. Need to say more about that behemoth, good word, of a human, such a phenomenal basketball player as a 15-time All-Star, four-time champ, three-time at finals MVP. He was incredible. He was such an intense athlete that multiple times he literally brought down the backboard and shattered glass with his thunderous dunks. Hill puts it on the floor and stops anybody down. He brought the whole goal down. <laughs> Goodness. My favorite moment of his was late in his career when he dove into the stands to grab a loose ball and fell directly into the fans. O'Neal going to save it. Watch out. Oh, he goes flying into the stands. This is why they have the disclaimer on the back of the ticket. Wow. I'm not responsible for injury. That could have killed somebody. Next time around, when he's trying to do the exact same thing, it was hilarious parting of the Red Seas to get as far away from that guy as possible. Now, what I loved about him is just the sheer joy he brought to everyone and how much of a character he was. Definitely one of a kind for sure. Not so ironically enough, I could say the exact same thing about my guest today, which I'm extremely honored to have on. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Okay, I now welcome on a very, very special guest. The greatest, most important guest I've ever had in my 34 episodes of this podcast. She's a purveyor of puns, the maestro of magnificent. She's the mother of all guests. Well, not actually. That was just an expression. It would be, be kind of weird to explain if she literally was the mother of all guests. It is Mrs. Heather Harrison, my mother. Welcome to the H-Dog Pod, Mom. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What a buildup. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to uh, go up, you know, get up to that standard. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would expect nothing less, uh, especially with the puns. Uh, we'll get to those uh, in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, guess what, by the way? Uh, you may actually finally be proud of me again in life. Uh, I just I shaved. I am uh, no longer looking like a disaster of a human being. Uh, how proud of me are you? Oh, I'm very proud of you. Yes, you're doing really well in life and going for everything. You know, going for broke almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was your former podcast. That's right. But uh, no, specifically about me being sh- uh, shaved, you actually recognize me now as, as opposed to the crazy beard. Uh, are you oh, happy with yes, that? yes, yes. Yes, that's quite the change. I mean, why hide a beautiful face? Uh, that's what I always say, you know. But, uh, but I know there are people that like beards and mustaches. Um, <laughs> but you have to have a really big nose, a big hooter, as they say in Britain. A big uh, hooter? I've never heard this before. A hooter, yes. <laughs> a I love hooter. It. He's got a big hooter. You know, that, <laughs> that sounds like something different. Nose. It does not sound like a nose to me. Well, I've uh, never heard that expression. I do love uh, British expressions, though. They're they're just the best, right? <laughs> yes, they are rather fun, aren't they? <laughs> I do have some breaking news, though. Uh, uh-huh. I'll do a little breaking news animation alert, perhaps, right now. Breaking news! Breaking news! I am coming home uh, uh, confirmed uh, for five days uh, in a few weeks. So, uh, unfortunately, you have to see me again. What? What? Uh, what dates? I don't know, like uh, mid twenty, I don't know, twenty fourth or something like that, to twenty ninth or something like that. Anyway, so twenty twenty yeah, fifth tw- to twenty ninth. There you go. Okay, twenty fifth to twenty ninth. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Then I can give you that book in person. Well, what's this Meeting book? your match, navigating the minefields of online dating. <laughs> which jeez. Which yeah, is yeah, you told me about that book before. Uh, which is. For you uh, or anybody, I mean, it's just like such a, a fantastic book. 
because I read the whole thing, by the way. What uh, <laughs> As I always do with books, but right. I usually give away. No, <laughs> um, so it's got a lot of fun examples and uh, oh, you know, dates that went wrong. <laughs> What does that book say exactly? What uh, obviously it's about online dating and everything, everything well, like that, but is make fun of, of it chapters, or one of the chapters, chapter six, which is sort of halfway, nearly halfway through the book, is internet dates from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible internet date. Internet dates are a great leveler. If it, it doesn't matter how beautiful, rich, or even famous you are, you're not immune. You're not in yes. what? You're not immune. Oh, immune. Gotcha. Yes. 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 It's um, it's got uh, all kinds of talks about different people and how their experience. We had an informal first date. This is from Aura Lee, 27 years old. Uh, we had a, an informal first date, a quick coffee and a walk in the park. And if I'm honest, I was a little bored. He was really sparky and funny online, but in real life, he didn't have much to say for himself. That all changed when he spotted a family playing with their dog. The dog was off its leash, and he went on this tirade about how irresponsible it was, how oh. it should be illegal, how someone might get hurt. He sounded a little crazy. Then the dog, thinking the angry, arm-waving man was a new friend, started to chase him. My date bolted across the park and ended up climbing a tree. I'm sorry to say that I wasn't able to help him out. I was laughing too hard. Now I know that not being a dog lover isn't a deal-breaker, but a guy should be able to appreciate a cute puppy. <laughs> Jeez, that book sounds uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good for sure. Pretty, pretty, pretty good, as Larry David would say from Curb Your, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I, so nearly, I nearly said Curb Your Experience. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a quite the Wouldn't show that here. be something? Maybe, maybe he needs to get another show out with that. <laughs> It's been off. Yeah. What uh, What do you think of the the latest? We watched the uh, whatever a month or so ago. Uh, whenever I came down last, uh, yeah. the latest Curb uh, season. What do you think of the the uh, latest Curb season as opposed to the uh, uh, earlier seasons? Oh, he's still got it. He certainly still got it. He's a, a very smart, intelligent, funny man, and uh, you know he really knows how to to suck people into his show because he. He just knows what buttons to press and, and how, you know, most people think certain things, but they never dare to say them yeah. in our politically correct stage that we're all on. Um, you know, and he's, but he says them. <laughs> you know, you're like a sample abuser. That's what, what you are. You? You're abusing your sampling privileges. What One sample, two samples the for? most. You can't just go on sample oh, yes, after yes, sample. Yes, I can. No, I you can. can't. Imagine being a neighbor to him. Hmm. Oh, man. Well, uh, he's oh. always said, uh, like, he, he wishes he was the guy who was in that show. Like, in real life, yeah, he's, I know, I you know, know. much he more... Does, he, uh, he doesn't uh, actually say these things in real life, but he gets all that out, you know, of his own self by, um, you know, getting it out on the program. Like, it's a creative field for him, and he gets all his angst and his, <laughs> uh, you know, madness yeah. and anger out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it must be funny if he's at like a house party or something like that, and uh, he wants to actually, uh, you know, p- people are there are almost expecting him. Like, hey, Larry, like, say what you would normally say maybe yeah, on TV. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, okay, this is a perfect situation. Say something. And yeah, if he bites yeah. his tongue, it must really confuse them. <laughs> yes, and he would be just sitting there, you know, snacking on his, I don't know, cheddar cheese sticks or whatever, you know, and just sort of 
getting into the background of the crowd and people would be like, what is wrong with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's so good. I thought that last season was uh, quite good. Of the two newest seasons uh, since he came back, I thought this, the last one was better than the ninth uh, season. So, the, yeah, the, the tenth one was a little bit better. Uh, yeah, I think I would agree with that, yeah. still, yeah. It's still not peak curb to me. Like, um, I, I think it's just a situation where, um, you know, they hadn't been on the show for many, many years, and then they weren't able to have all these actors, you know, in, in all the different scenes as it, as organically as it used to be. Now it sort of feels a little bit like, okay, this is uh, Susie's scene, this is uh, Jeff's scene, this is uh, Leon's scene. So, it, well, it, you know, it's, 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 you're sort of hamstrung by that, I think, a little bit. Is that because of COVID? No, because, no, this, this is, yeah. that, that was oh, that's what people are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just think that because they're all doing different shows because they haven't been doing yeah, curves for so many years. Yeah, they don't have the time, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're Ted dancing, they're trying to fit him in or whatever, so it's not, you know, not as uh, good, but mm-hmm. no, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's still solid. Not, in, in my opinion, not peak, peak Kerber enthusiasm from like seasons six, seven, eight, but still, uh, still very solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and no. another TV show that, well, was really good, um, Especially if you're either British or you don't, or you do like British humor, and it's it was on YouTube, and you saw some of it down here. It's on both seasons, uh, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, it was hilarious. I mean, if anybody out there thinks they have had a worst day or a worst week or a worst year <laughs> in their life, if you watch this program, your life will seem like heaven on earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. So that was called uh, the worst week, week of my life. Uh, I believe there's two seasons, or um, uh, I think it was maybe six episodes or eight episodes a season, something like that, for each mm-hmm. one. And they had like a three episode Christmas special. British TV, they, they, they just know how to do it, right? They're, oh, they're they just do. Perfect. They have just a little touch of subtlety, but yet it makes a person, well, at least makes this person laugh. Um, because Americans usually hit you over the head with something and they'll do it about three times, you know, thinking the audience is so stupid they didn't get it the first time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and that annoys me. But, uh, you know, there are some good American shows, too. I, I cannot say that there aren't. But most of them are what I call now unreality shows. Ooh, sad. I mean, so that's a dig, eh? Because I love reality shows? Yeah. No, it's not a dig. It's just my take on it. <laughs> I mean, TV, eh? people can watch it. That's fine if they like it. That's great. You know, that's I'm certainly not telling people what to watch. Well, this is know? sort of awkward because I actually uh, I don't know if you saw the picture on uh, uh, Flo, who I work with. Uh, she's hilarious. Her baby uh, did a, uh, a a sign trying to get me on Big Brother Canada. So you're saying if I were to be on Big Brother Canada, which I've tried a few, but three or four different times, yeah. uh, would you say you would not watch the show? Oh, no, I'd watch it because you're in it. <laughs> yes. So you I love Big Brother. You... So you love Rally TV is what you're saying. But then, you know, if you were in it, you'd be lying and being sneaky and doing all these really underhanded things. So I probably wouldn't like that part of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that'd be the way you play uh, board games or whatever, right? Like, well, I mean, you play board games. If you're playing the game Clue, for example, uh, this is always my favorite strategy in Clue. Uh, what you do oftentimes, if um, and for those who haven't played Clue, what are you doing? It's, it's such an amazing game. Uh, you, if you're it trying is. to name a, a person, uh, a, a weapon, and a room, and normally people yeah. will, will say two cards that are in their hand, and then you say yeah. a third one you don't have, so you're trying to narrow it down quicker. Uh, yeah. t- so what you do is, when you start the game, if you have a person, a weapon, and a room, you say all three that's in your hand. So someone immediately goes, holy crap, 
He must have figured out one of the weapons persons or people or room. So immediately they're on a wild goose chase and a, and a witch hunt for a card that's in the middle that they already think is in the middle, but it's not. It's because it's in your hand. And immediately that screws with people's minds because they think so that, that they're on something and they're way off. So that's what the point is. You gotta be devious in all these games. So I would So think. now you've told me all your moves. Now I know. I've known if I play Clue, I've got it. Or maybe you'll now, now to, that I've said that, have maybe... to do, you know, think up something else, some other strategy. Well, maybe now that uh, maybe it will happen and I actually won't be uh, being devious there and you'll think <laughs> you know, I was being devious. So it's almost a brilliant oh. strategy. I'm, I'm levels ahead of uh, you and everyone else uh, like I would be on Big Brother, you know, oh. just uh, the, the mind games, you know what I'm saying? And you're so modest with it, too. <laughs> I, I honestly think I would either win or I would get voted off first uh, by playing too hard in that game. I don't think there's really any any in between, to be honest with you. No, no, I think you're right. Mm. Oh, by the way, we went mini golfing. Well, it's called mini golf. I think it's called Mar- Maryville Mini Golf. Anyway, on Maryville Road in Ottawa, um, but it's not your regular putting green. Like it's it's not like the normal mini golf because they are just so. I don't boring know, lame land. and boring and, yeah. Uh, this one is like a putting green extraordinaire. It's It's got two different courses, which you can have access to, like you, you pay for your fare, and then you can you do both courses. And uh, each one, of course, has 18 holes. But uh, the neat part about it is the first one, as you know, because you've done it, uh, has you know, all kinds of hills and dales and uh, bridges to cross and uh, holes in the bridges, you know. Um, it's 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 amazing. I mean, then you go down to the, to the lower level after you get away up high, and then you've got, you know, it's almost like a tunnel of rocks around you, uh, and you've got to shoot away up high. <laughs> And then there's water hazards. It's amazing. And then uh, then you go, well, once you finish that one, then you go to the other one. And that one's very, very tricky, even though it's on reasonably level ground compared to the other one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's got all lumps and bumps and humps and and curves. So it's it's really tricky. Very tricky. It's pretty much open, like pff, almost the entire day. I think it was something like you know eight a.m. Yeah. to like midnight or something like that. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. googled it. It's actually Mini Golf Gardens uh, in Nepean. It's saying here. Yeah, actually. okay. Uh, that honestly, yeah, Mini that, Golf Gardens. You're, you're playing thirty six holes for I think it's like fifteen bucks or something like that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in the Ottawa region, uh, play that mini golf. Tons of fun, and it, it really truly is challenging. Some of those holes are frustrating because it just you know. <laughs> well, one of them is in the side of the. Uh, the grass, the way it's, it's sort of built up around it, and then the hole is right in the, um, I don't know what you'd call the lip of the grass. And actually, I got that one on the third, I think, try. And that's a really hard one. But they're all very challenging, and they're all much, much more than any other golf that I have, mini golf or putting greens I've ever seen. Like, this is, this is for... Families, definitely, but also for couples or whatever, you know, and it's just for any level, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm actually amazed uh, throughout this so far that you have not uh, bragged about your hole-in-ones that you get on that course. Well, I do get them. Yeah, no, not always, but uh, yeah, no, 
Mm, yeah, no, it's uh, it's tons of fun. Definitely uh, would recommend that uh, without question. Uh, yep. I had a question. Of all the uh, pods that I've done, these 33 episodes that I've done so far, uh, what, uh, did, do you remember, uh, what was your favorite one you've listened to of all of all 33? Uh, I haven't listened to all 33, so I have to be honest about that. Oh, um, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, uh, I haven't so listened to all 33, eh? Wow. No, it's all out in the open. So I guess that wow, date's so going to change, eh, that you're going to come home, eh? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, so, uh, wow, I'm sort of a... I know you would mentioned a little while back, but uh, I'm uh, uh, pretty offended. we got to get caught up. Yeah, we got to get caught up. We have so much going on in our life. So my my own mother doesn't even uh, want to no, listen. No, no, wow. I, no, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> I've listened to any number of them, and you are a very good host. Uh, you got all the questions, you got all the comebacks, you know, you know how to talk to different people about different things. And well, yeah, actually you're kind of a little bit, uh, sort of like me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're buttering me up and then you just throw yourself a great, (laughs) very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think I told Spiro's previous podcast, uh, guest, about the fact that you had not listened to, to all the episodes, and he was like, "What?" Like he was uh, completely flabbergasted, <laughs> and he couldn't believe it. And uh, so I, I didn't know if you had caught up or whatever. I'd, I'd want to ask because uh, basically, I got a, we got a busy life. You know? Well, you guys are rock stars, <laughs> like I always say. All about you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, okay. I always say you guys are rock stars. You're always out doing different things. Well, not so much now during COVID, but uh, before no. that, all the time. No, we've had to curtail our uh, all our. You know, in concert concerts. While we were airing uh, Dirty Laundry, so to speak, there, uh, I thought I figured I'd tell you something about me uh, that you might not know. Uh, oh, I'm a thief. Oh, here comes the stuff now. <laughs> I am. Uh, I've been a thief throughout my whole life. Uh, maybe not throughout my whole life. Uh, sort of, I guess, throughout my childhood, I would say, big time thief. Mm. You've been a thief. Yes, yeah. I stole uh, tons of. Uh, whenever we would do puzzles uh, together uh, back in I the day, oh, uh, I, would I always, remember that. <laughs> I would always well, take I that last piece. Remember that? I do. Well, actually, you were, but then I did it a number of times to you too. Right. So, you, so I would steal the last piece, so I would have the last piece, and you would steal a piece, so you could have the last piece, and then I would then re-steal another piece, so then I would have. So it'd be like three pieces at the end, and it'd be a stare down. So basically, what you're trying, I think, we're getting at here is. The the Big Brother esque reality show uh, deviousness oh, came from you. I see you're pulling that in. Yes, yes, yes. It came from you, not from me. I see. So it's uh, I'm the devious devi- deviant. The devious diva. Let's go with that one. Oh well, <laughs> all right. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I said uh, that you're uh, the, the purveyor of puns, and uh, what uh, do you have any you have fun uh, puns and jokes? Uh, the, the, puns the... and jokes. Hmm. I'll start with the one. I remember you told me this joke way back in the day, and I literally, I'm not even kidding, <laughs> laughed. But you lost your mind, yeah. I, yeah. I probably actually la- laughed for, like, not even kidding, like two hours straight. Like, I, I haven't had a laughing fit in quite some time. They're so oh, funny when you have you them, you do though, right? one. I, so am I. I definitely am. Yeah, they're so fun when and you do we, it. And we, when we get having laughing fits, watch out, everybody, because, oh, my God, we are just absolutely insane, and we will make everybody start giggling and we, we lose control not of our bodily functions but we do lose control of our minds <laughs> and we just can't shut up and i get into a giggling what would you call it michael a giggling fit let's go with a giggling, eh? giggling fit 
yeah. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, we uh, cannot replicate that right now. Maybe it'll happen uh, in a little bit here. Uh, yeah, the joke that I that made me lose my mind was, your teeth are like the stars. They come out at night. That is just the funniest thing of all time. Whenever I, uh, you know, it takes you a, a few seconds to think about it. And then when you get it and you realize it's just the greatest thing of all time. Yeah, because it's false teeth. <laughs> Do you have any, any jokes? I, I, I went to the Royal Bank to get a loan, mm-hmm. but I couldn't bank on it. Uh, I love groan-inducing puns. Uh, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was my own. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's good. Okay, okay. What are some of the things oh, that... Oh, I got a question, though. Sure. How do garbage men break up with their girlfriends? How do garbage men break up with their girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was going to say throwing at the trash, but that doesn't sound... Uh, that sounds pretty That sounds pretty uh, rude. Uh, I do not know. What? What is it? They just dump them. Well, I was close. I said throwing at the trash, but not quite yet. Yeah, they just dumped them. That's good. Uh, yeah, by the way, that's good. Uh, I don't know if you did that on purpose, uh, that joke, the apropos joke, because as a kid, how much did, uh, were you concerned? Uh, this, this isn't scripted, by the way. This actually just came up uh, out of the blue. Um, uh, how much I, I were you concerned? Yeah. I mean, this, this, this kind of question always comes up out of the blue, well, yeah, especially what, for you. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, how much concerned and worried were you uh, that I wanted to be a garbage man as a kid and I would actually uh, tell you to go to the dump so I could smell the garbage? Were you like, this kid is insane already? Uh, well, no, because you, we had a book called Stand the Garbage Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was pretty cool, and I think I might even still have the book here. And it was just so cool, the rhyming and the pictures, and I think you just got into it. It was one of your favorite books. And then, you you know, we had a dump near our place. Well, not right near our place, but in Brayside, but uh, down the highway, down the hill on the highway. And um, so you'd go, Mom, can we go smell the dump today? (laughs) In what world does that sound normal? That's crazy talk from a kid, no? Well, I just thought, oh. You know, I mean, everybody has their things that they want to be when they're younger. Oh, well, you were the kid and take him down and let him smell the dump. That's so funny. And it certainly smelled like a dump. Yeah. Trip down memory lane. I, I truly was not expecting that. I don't know if you, if you said that joke just to set up that story. I have no idea, but uh, I love it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that's hilarious. Uh, what are some of the things that drive you crazy? Uh, we, we, oftentimes, uh, one of the reasons why we love Kerber Enthusiasm is because it's so relatable yes, to life to and things that drive life. you insane. Yes. Uh, yes, I, have yes. one, I have one, actually, uh, I'll, I'll say that the other day it happened to me. Uh, what's, what's the deal going on with soup can technology, with the chunky soup? Uh, I wouldn't mind having those occasionally. But the, what? Uh, with soup cans. They oh, used to yes, always have yes. like the, the, the tab on them, easy peasy, mm-hmm. and get yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know, and you'd pull it back like a cat food pin. <laughs> It's going back in time. There's no tabs. None. I, know, I don't want to use I a know, can opener. It's I know 2020. You have to use a can opener, either a hand one, which, uh, you know, some people may have problems with, especially if they have problems with their, you know, say, arthritis, older people, or um, or just a, a electric can opener, which is very smooth if you get the right kind. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's 
It's just the way life goes, Mike. It feels like too much work using a can opener. I know it's electric, whatever. I don't want to have to go out to the store and get one. It feels like 10, like there's just way too much work to, to put it for. Just give me the tabs. What happened? How do you go from having a soup can technology where the, you had to use a can opener, then you, you know, years later you have tabs. It's like this brand new, spanking new, incredible feature where you don't have to use any can openers. And now you've gone back in time yeah. and you have to use uh, can openers. What's going yeah. on with that? The soup tank well, can technology is insane. Everything is going back in time. Have you not noticed? I don't know. What else? Well, just uh, just the way life is. It just uh, seems like all different things. Um, I can't even think of a particular one right now at the moment, but um, everything seems to be <laughs> returning from the old, golden oldie days. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, uh, I understand if, if, if it was golden oldy days, but not not the, uh, in the case of the the soup can. So basically, this is the moldy oldy days. <laughs> nice. I haven't had uh, soup in quite some time, simply because of the fact I'm, I'm basically holding out uh, as protest for them to actually get these these tabs back. And maybe they do have them. Uh, maybe it's just the no frills that I'm at. Uh, I guess uh, no frills doesn't won't be a sponsor now of this podcast after I, I ripped them for that. But maybe it's only no frills that doesn't have the soup can technology that I'm that I'm looking for. But it just it's 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 crazy. It's uh, I, I don't understand can technology. I uh, there's a I have a cartoon as you know in my in our, our one of our bathrooms, uh, and it says there's a man struggling to open something and uh, and his wife, and he says I think they call it a miracle drug. Because it will be a miracle if I can get the cap off. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. That's sort of like the, my favorite uh, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, uh, ever was uh, season seven, episode uh, two, I believe. Vehicular fellatio is the episode title. And, <laughs> and he can't open the packaging. Uh, you know, he's getting like, this, uh, this nav- oh, navigation oh, system, oh, yes. and it's driving him insane. Uh, he can't open his package. And so that's why it's so good and relatable, the show, because it does. It drives you crazy when you can't open stuff. I know that, and I I know that from experience. Like example, for an example, if you happen to cook food, if if you make things from, like, say, you get a roast beef or a, a roast pork or anything like that in the in a grocery store, uh, they seal everything airtight, which is good for the meat. But ever try and get it open? Man. Oh my God! You have to. You have to take scissors and snip and snip and snip. And, you know, even once you snip past, like, the thing, it's still, you're struggling. You're almost, like, it's like they don't want you to get in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember uh, on the previous They board, want you to pay for it, but they don't want you to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember the previous uh, Going For Broke podcast episode I had you on. We talked about how, it was, at least for me anyway, I was going crazy. Because um, there's uh, certain uh, toothpaste tubes uh, most of them are, are straightforward and easy, oh, but there's yes. some. That was like, the famous. I think it was the Colgate, but the little wee tiny one that you put in a purse or a pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah. And you have to like screw the 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 top of the thing open because they're you know they don't want any of the toothpaste to come out. But it's yeah. almost impossible unless you get it perfectly. But then you had to, with the cap, you had to match the little holes up with the little wee. I will, I will say legs. I don't know what you'd call them. Little wee things that had to go in the holes. Yeah. And then you had to turn it 
and then nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it doesn't make any sense. Like, it, it why do I have to work for it? Absolutely nuts. Again, yes. Why do I have to work for my toothpaste? I just want to use toothpaste. Why am yes, I working? Exactly, exactly. Oh, I know, and that's the way life is practically nowadays. All the time, there's always something frustrating coming up, and eventually, you just have to go. I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to laugh it off and if I can, and uh, not lose my mind. Can't it's a it. game they're playing, and they're trying to win, and they're trying to make us lose our minds. Oh, I got a joke for you. Okay, good. Hit me. They had to fire the baseball player. You know why? They had to fire the baseball player. He was so kind, he, could, he wouldn't even catch a fly. <laughs> That's is that is that is that one you just came up with yourself? No, no, I, I cannot tell a lie. I did not. <laughs> I love that one. That, that that's really funny. You have a uh, a sports take. My favorite sports take of yours that you've uh, I believe perhaps ever said. You love that, don't you? Uh, it, it's just so hilarious. Like you know, uh, in the states, uh, Skip Bayless and uh, Stephen A. Smith, they're known for their hot takes. They'll make these takes that are ir- ir- irrational and ridiculous and way out, uh, 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 you know, insane, and just to get people uh, reacting and get people talking, and they get so angry at them. That's the point, though. They're shock jocks, essentially, to try to get people so frustrated that they just go lose. You know, they get so angry, so they lose uh, their mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your sports it's all take? Part of the plot, my dear. <laughs> Give me a dr- drop. The uh, your sports take uh, about team names that that I happen to love. You know, like, there's so many things to get mixed up. Like, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins, Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what other Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates. Eh? Pittsburgh Pirates for baseball. Surprisingly, there's no Pittsburgh basketball team. I've always thought that was weird. But, yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates for baseball. That's bad. That's bad. Anyway, you know, Chicago Blackhawks in hockey, Mm -hmm. Chicago White Sox in baseball, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then there's the – Green Hornets, I think that's football, isn't it? The Green Hornets, no, no. What? what, what I wonder what team you're thinking of. The Green Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, like basketball team? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe um, right. Detroit Red Wings. Like yeah. I mean, Blue Jays, <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. Like I mean, there's so many different things to remember. Like they need to just have uh, Chicago, and then have everybody like. Then they'll do the baseball. Then they'll do the football. So what you're saying is that each team uh, from Chicago, for example, should all be the same uniform name. Is that, is that, is that that's what I gather from that, right? Same name, because like, just say Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know Strikers. Right. So you're saying, but your hot take was each team, whatever city they're in. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Say mm-hmm. it's Detroit. Every single team on Detroit should be called the Pistons, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, football. Yeah, or Chicago, yeah. they should all have the exact same team name is what you're saying, which yeah. I thought is hilarious and ludicrous because then you would have to explain what team name it was. If you're saying it's the Detroit Pistons, you'd have to say, okay, well, what team for, like, the, the, is it hockey? Is it baseball? Is it basketball? Instead of actually knowing no, no, that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. They'd say, here is the news for the sports uh, for Chicago. Uh, for baseball, the score was seven to zero. I don't know. I'm just, sure. just you know, that kind of thing. Like they could make it so much simpler. So what you're saying is, none of these teams should have team names. It's just, no. it's just, just their city name. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, uh, 
That's uh, one way of putting, it, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, but then what, what? What do you have? What happens if you have like Chicago has two baseball teams right now: the White Sox and the Cubs, New York Mets and the Yankees? Then it'd be even more confusing. You'd be like, okay, which New York team are we talking about here? Okay, the New York M's and the New York Jays. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well uh, that would certainly. But some... then again, and then we have the Blue Jays. Well, Blue Jays, mm. Leafs, Raptors. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be certainly well, interesting. Different. I mean, for I think for a lot of people to. I mean, if you're really into sports, I guess you know all the teams. Of course you do. But I mean, for the average person who isn't really so like yourself, obviously, because you work at TSN, and right. you know, um, you know. So obviously, you're more into sports, and you're in, more into sports anyway because you were always into sports. You were. My father's sports guy. Out of all our family, you were the guy. Well, that, that, that's funny you bring that up because actually, I did want to. I wanted to bring that up. I wrote a, a letter. I think I was maybe in my mid teens or something like that about mm-hmm. grandpa. Now, obviously, your father, uh, my grandpa, and, yep. I, uh, and I wrote a letter about how impactful he was for me. I think he passed away when I was about eight or nine years old, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was pretty much the the sports guy of the family. My you know my dad doesn't he doesn't mind sports, but he's not huge on them. My uncle Ron not really that big. My brother James is crazy because he doesn't love sports. That's that's wild to me. I don't understand how guys don't like sports. Um, so to Grandpa, I was the sports guy, and he loved that. Oh yeah, and he you lived with were us. his prize. Yeah, and uh, so I, I wrote uh, a, a short little excerpt uh, from this uh, letter I wrote about Grandpa. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, I won't. Uh, I'll be able to get through this without crying. Uh, I was looking at this earlier, and oh boy, I, uh, I ended up tearing you, up a little bit. You lost bit, but, it. Yeah, <laughs> you so never the, had it to begin with, but you lost yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this is the exact excerpt from this uh, letter I wrote about him, which was uh, I love reading it. All it's fantastic to just uh, to think of the memories uh, that I had with him. Uh, so I wrote, uh, "My grandpa was the epitome of an icon. Whatever he did, I did. What he liked, I liked." We shared such a great common bond that would last until he died in 1995. My grandpa, my hero, helped shape me into the human being I am now. Without him, I doubt I would enjoy all the sports I do now. He always expected the best out of me, and I wish he could be here today. I could wish he could see how I have grown up from a little chap to a young man. I wish I could have spent my whole life with my grandpa, my hero. Aww, and, that is um, beautiful. Yeah, As he's usual. just, um, you know, just the best. And Ooh, I, can, I can still remember when you were just, uh, I think about maybe eight or so, maybe nine, um, coming into the living room in the mornings and Grandpa would be sitting in his chair looking at the paper. And then you would, the two of you would get down and dirty talking about all the, you know, the sports stats, you know, and you'd just, he was just delighted at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was amazing to uh, have that. Yeah, uh, you that had one. sort of a bond, just the two of you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, obviously I think about him often, and he was just the greatest. And uh, can't believe I got through that uh, letter. Uh, I guess uh, without crying because earlier today when I was reading that uh, that note, uh, yeah, I definitely was crying, which is always a good thing to. Uh, oh, I think sometimes yeah, yeah. To, to cry, you know, it's a good to show your emotions, but he was just uh, the best and um, yeah, no, no question about it. He uh, impacted who I am today. Uh, in that letter as well, I wrote about how he bought me because I love the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, he had bought me a uh, Ninja Turtles mini putt set and oh, I yes. often wonder yes, yes. 
That's right. Uh, I often wonder because I, I love golf. That's my biggest passion now. I play all the time. If that was the reason I got into it, because I didn't, I didn't really, really even care about golf until I was about eleven or twelve. But I always loved mini putt. But then yeah. I wonder if that was sort of, you know, a, a sort of jogged the uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, got me into golf a little bit, and then eventually I did play golf, and then I just became obsessed. Like uh, he impacted me in so in so many ways, and um, yeah, what I wouldn't uh, do to be able to have him, uh, you know, even for like a five minute conversation, you know. Well, maybe sure he's same, watching obviously. from above when he. When he, when you were on the sh- on TSN, yeah. Speaking of TSN and all that, uh, Jay and Dan, I've been on the show the last couple of years. Uh, what was your favorite uh, bit, or what was the one that, that uh, annoyed you the most? Uh, the uh, me being on the TV? one that annoyed me the most is the one where he pre- they pretended to throw Javex in your eyes. Yes, <laughs> yes. I did not quite. <laughs> think that was funny. If you've been following this show the past couple of days, you've seen some amazing stuff. Like yesterday, when camera guy Glenn got upset at the hound dog for getting his lunch order wrong and threw bleach in his eyes, damaging them permanently. You and Dad did not like that one because he said, no. oh, well, what if like, he actually did throw that in your eyes? I'm like, well, that'd be a hell of a settlement from Bell if someone were to actually do that. Well, yes, but you would be blind too, my dear. <laughs> well, so, yeah. you know, there, there is a drawback to that. Yeah, sure, but you're like, well, what Although if they didn't actually like you? there is a drawback too. You know, you would get the, the money, the draw. You would get it back to you, the money. <laughs> That's very true. I think my favorite one was, and it actually did happen, when Dan smashed me in the face uh, telling me to find the coyotes in the parking lot. And he oh, actually yeah. did uh, He actually did hit me. Find those coyotes! And, you know, I was joking with the blood-curdling scream, but it did hurt like hell as well. Uh, you know, uh, very, very funny. Uh, yeah, they're, they're such tell great guys. You need, tell them you need workman's compensation. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. It's, it's great having them back, uh, Jay and Dan. And uh, actually, Jay's going on vacation here for the next couple of weeks. So it'll be Dan with some different co-hosts. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun being on that and show. Possibly and possibly maybe one of those would be you. Well, that'd be, uh, that would obviously be stellar. That would be the, the ultimate dream. Well, it would be because you know all your stats and you're a, you're a stats guy. And you have very good, strong opinions and you have uh, a lot of knowledge. And uh, you could get up there and just, you know, you could talk away. I know you could. Well, that's definitely the goal, and about, you know, part of doing this podcast, you just never know where things may lead, uh, who, or, right. or, or who's listening, and uh, that definitely is something I went to school for, to be on air, and I've been behind the scenes for almost 15 years now, which is kind of crazy to think how time uh, quickly uh, flies by, but uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, someday, that would be pretty cool. So there's a bunch of people around uh, in a, at a party, and one of them is dressed, you know, he's got a bunch of oil all over his clothes, and the woman, or the person says, my friend who works in the oil field came to the party all covered with petroleum, and another one person at the party says, how crude. How what? How crude. <laughs> crude oil. Uh, crude, I get it, I get crude, yeah, rude. Uh-huh. <laughs> the jokes. Oh, that's, and that's did you hear the new joke about the murderer? The murderer? I, I have not, no. Uh, you didn't hear the new joke about the murderer? I didn't. No, but I'll bet it's a killer. <laughs> oh, man. Quality, quality jokes. Uh, I, would, I expected nothing less. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mom, for being on this podcast. It's been tons of fun, and uh, we'll have to do it again soon. Yes, and definitely, I, for and sure. I'm always in. I'm always in. And I'll see you in a few weeks uh, as well. So uh, that's the plan. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah.
I would love that. Mm, and right. then I can personally hand you that book. Yes, yeah, yeah the, the uh, online dating, uh, whatever it is, the, the perils uh, of online dating. Meeting Your Match, Navigating the Minefield of Online Dating. It definitely is a minefield. Right, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast, Mom, we'll, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Good stuff. Good thank stuff. you. That was awesome. Hello? Oh, she actually hung up. Oh, damn. I, I truly thought, you know, I, I've, I've said on these, some of these other podcasts, you know, sometimes, um, you know, uh, I never know uh, they, they hang up or, you know, there's always like that. Okay, bye. We're done the podcast. And then usually it was like a two second uh, thing afterwards where you go, okay, thanks. Oh, yeah. She definitely hung up on me. Wow. That's stunning. I, I truly thought that uh, she would, uh, you know, like I said, two seconds later, be like, oh, you know, great talk, mom. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. But uh, no, she just wanted to get rid of me uh, as soon as she possibly could, apparently. So, wow. Thanks a lot, Mom. I'm, I'm just teasing, of course. Uh, a lot of fun uh, talking to her. She was hilarious and uh, just the best. And um, like I said, I'm very glad I was able to share that story about my grandpa because uh, he literally uh, was such a big impact for me. Uh, love, loving the Blue Jays and the Maple Leafs specifically. Uh, and then obviously, I guess, it got me into golf as well in a roundabout way with that Ninja Turtles uh, mini putt set. Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 34 of the H-Dog Pod with my mom. I know she's a star. She's it's probably gotten to her head. That's why she's like, you know what? Let's stop. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, you're not going to get more time out of me because I am too big for my britches, as it were. Thank you so much for listening to episode 34 of the H-Dog Pod. Bang. This has been the H-Dog Pod with host Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Bang. Mm, bang. Mm, bang.